Welcome to Triad All-Stars. Where are they now? Hosted by Ryan Smith. Hello and welcome back to another episode here on Triad All-Stars. My name is Ryan Smith and today we are starting a new series uh, East Forsyth High School current and former athletes and coaches joining us here on the podcast. My first guest today, he is Alec Zumwalt, currently with the Kansas City Royals, former East Forsyth standout of class of 1999. Alec, how are you today? I'm doing great. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, it's so good to have you on, Alec. Great to have you start this series on East Forsyth off. Uh, before we get there, let's just jump right in. Uh, tell us about your background growing up uh, in the Triad area and, and how sports uh, first came about. Yeah, uh, we moved uh, we moved to Kernersville in the late fall of 1992, and uh, you know I was able to call um, that part of North Carolina home for 25 years before we we had to move to Kansas City. So um, you know, uh, most of my kids were born born there and uh, in Winston-Salem and we were able to live near the triad even uh, we moved away for a short period of time while I was scouting with the Royals and we lived out in Alexander County but we've been pretty much Forsyth County for that whole time yeah and uh obviously you tried to do some sports growing up uh but really this podcast is again about East Forsyth and your time there so Class of 1999, but I'll kind of let you take it from there. Uh, tell us about your time at East Forsyth, what that was like, and uh, just what you remember and what you you really enjoyed and what stood out from your time. Uh, well, I mean, first and foremost, Coach Pegram had built such a great program there. And, you know, during the the 90s, there was a lot of rivalry between East Forsyth and Glenn. Uh, Glenn, obviously, state champions in, in 1992. Um, but Joe Lagarde came through East Forsyth, um, and then just seeing this tremendous Legion program that we had where Parkland, uh, East Forsyth, uh, Glenn all came together. And, um, you know, in the summertime, we were best of friends and, and, and a pretty good Legion team at that. So, but Coach Pegram built a great program, uh, freshman year. We had some, we had a lot of really good players. John Albert went on to play at Elon. Yep. Uh, Neil Rowley was a good pitcher of ours, uh, during that time as well. And then, you know, we had a, we had a good mix of uh, guys at each class, you know, um, all the way through. I think that truthfully, our, my junior year um, was was probably the best team that we had uh, during that four year run. Kevin Freeman led the way for us, left handed pitcher that pitched at the Citadel, um, you know, and he just he was our horse, and we just got on his back, and we we always did one thing that Coach Pegram always preached was was fundamentals and defense, and you know, truthfully, that's one thing that I I can say. You know, all four years at East, we played really really strong defense. Um, we found ways to manufacture runs, um, and when we had we had Nick Wiedemeyer, uh, we had Zach Morgan. Um, you know, when we had really good defenders up the middle with Matthew Howard and we had Zach Wicker, we, we had some really good players that all went on to play college baseball. And, and you know, I, I just truly think that it was a it was a blessing to be able to play in that program. Uh, I want to go back to what you just said. Uh, fundamentals and defense, two uh, very underrated things in all sports nowadays, not just baseball. Um, it really just seems like if you can get those fundamentals and you can always play defense, you're going to succeed at some level. So uh, good, two great uh, traits to have for sure. Um, you originally signed to play at UNC, um, but then uh, you ended up going uh, to the MLB. You signed with the Braves just to give our uh, listeners, a little bit of a background here. Drafted by the Braves in the fourth round in 1999. 
Uh, and then you end up playing professionally for 10 years, Atlanta, Tampa, Milwaukee, Oakland. Uh, tell us about the playing career in um, while you were playing and then specifically why did you go to Carolina and, and why straight to the majors? Um, you know, that was Coach Fox's first year uh, in North Carolina. Uh, truth be told, um, I wasn't recruited before Coach Fox came in. And um, I had other places that I actually really liked better than Chapel Hill. Um, ironically, NC State was a place I really wanted to go. Coach uh, Billy Best was the hitting coach there, and I just really yeah. hit it off with him. Um, but they had this guy named Josh Hamilton who was committed there, and he was a pretty good uh, high he school was baseball good. player. <laughs> um, the best I've ever seen. And, um, you know, truthfully, it just was a great opportunity. Um, financially, it made a lot of sense for my parents. We were putting my sister through school at the time. Um, we, we had to make a, a decision as a family. And then, you know, uh, going into the senior year, getting drafted was a dream uh, as it got closer and, and um, things started to unravel a little bit more with, with uh, you know, you're hearing that you might get drafted and whatnot. And then you start hearing where you might get drafted. It really changed a lot of things because I, I was really set. I wanted to go to school. I wanted to go to Chapel Hill. I wanted to, I wanted to be a Tar Heel. And uh, you know, when, when the Braves uh, selected me, you know, it was, it was, it was really actually something that came together magically because the day after graduation, I did a pre-draft workout at Turner Field. Uh, we left straight from graduation and drove to Atlanta, and I went on a six-park tour, basically, of pre-draft workouts, but Atlanta was the first one, and it just seemed right. So uh, it was it was a no-brainer. They made it a no-brainer for me to sign, and, you know, 10 years later, I uh, had, to, had to hang them up. Um, didn't want to take that uniform off, but, you know, I had a young family and, uh, we were just, we're at a, we were at a real crossroad. We came home from playing winter ball in, in Puerto Rico and, uh, my wife and I just, we, we made a decision that it was probably the best thing to do. And, uh, it, truthfully, it was the best decision I've ever made because I had to, you know, really step away from baseball and find what my identity was. I wasn't just a baseball player. And, and at the end of the day, it, it, it put me where I am today. And you did mention uh, your family. You have uh, a wife and five kids as well, four sons and a daughter. So uh, a growing family at that. And um, talk about, before we get into your specific um, non-playing career, uh, did you have a favorite place that you enjoyed playing while, while you were playing for the various teams, favorite stadium or maybe oh. a favorite organization that you enjoyed playing with? Um, that's Wow, that's a really good question. I don't think I've ever been asked that before. Oh, uh, <laughs> I feel like my love for the game. Uh, I tried to find something really cool about every single baseball field. Yeah, um, growing up in a really small town in Northwest Arizona, where my dad thankfully took me to spring training games as a as a kid here in in Phoenix, and and getting to see major leaguers on that stage. And then going back to Kingman, Arizona and playing baseball until I was 11 years old on an all dirt field. I learned how to appreciate the beauty and the coolness of all baseball fields, you know, from playing Legion ball at East Rowan to, you know, the first game I ever went to at East Forsyth, seeing Trot Nixon play on that field. Um, yeah. You know, just I, I to me, the, the majesty of a baseball field, every single field to me is is uh, a work of art. And finally, um We'll end with a, a few uh, one hitters here as we get into your coaching career. Uh, so let's go to the Royals. Uh, you've hung them up, as you mentioned, and, and now you're with uh, the Kansas City Royals since 2011. Um, just to give our listeners a bit of a background, you started out as a pro scout, and then you went to different positions, advanced scout, director of baseball operations, scouting player development, hitting player development, 
uh, senior director of player development, hitting performance, major league coach, major league hitting coach, a lot of different uh, opportunities that you got to slide up into the organization with the Royals. Tell us about uh, just your day-to-day now with the Royals and uh, what do you enjoy most about working for them? It's a weird list, isn't it? <laughs> uh, not exactly a normal path, but uh, you know, one of my best friends and, and the greatest coach I ever had was Andy Harper. Uh, who passed away a couple of years ago, but Andy was a coach at, at High Point Central and, and was, uh, just one of my best friends I've ever had. But, you know, he always, he pushed me into coaching in a lot of ways. And, and I feel like every day what I'm doing is, is just trying to live out what he did with his players every single day. But, um, definitely wouldn't have scripted that, uh, that path that you just listed. You know, for me, when I got done playing, there's a three year stretch there where I was not in, in professional baseball and I was actually, working at the North Carolina Baseball Academy for Scott Bankhead, who's another tremendous coach. And I was pursuing a nursing career. I was going in a completely different direction uh, when the Royals called uh, about pro scouting. And it was really intriguing. And with the advice of Harp and, and my dad, uh, and then being able to sit down with my wife and talk about it. If we'd have known then what the event was going was gonna to come out on this side, but I don't right. know if I would have believed you. I, I, you know, to be a part of a, a World Series team in 2015, American League Championship team in 2014, yeah. uh, be on the front lines doing the advanced scouting that I was doing, and and now to be in this role that I'm in, where uh, we completely revamped our hitting department in 2019, and uh, you know obviously the COVID year was very difficult, but for 2021, uh, we went from bottom three to top three in the minor leagues with our hitters. And so to be a part of something that special and, and to do it alongside some tremendous coaches, um, you know, Drew Saylor and Keone Duran, uh, who, who were right there with me along the way. And Mike Tozar, I mean, these guys are just there. They all have passion to teach. And, uh, you know, one of our tremendous coaches, the Royals, said that your best coaches are the coach. I think uh, Coach Peter had that. He's a teacher. Um, all the way back to some of my influences, my grandmother, uh, my aunt, who are both teachers and, and tremendous coaches. So it's, I think it's in my blood. I didn't I didn't necessarily realize it when I was a player at East Forsyth, but uh, it's definitely a big part of who I am now. And uh, as we close down, um, what do you like to enjoy uh, off the field when you're not coaching um, on an off day, uh, off season? What do you like to do um, on the side? Um, I like, I'm, I'm, I'm a big music guy, so there's always oh, music playing. Yeah. My Spotify list at the end of the year is, is, is quite eclectic. Um, so music is a big part of our lives. Uh, being, being now as a, with my kids, they, we've got piano playing in the house. We've got guitar playing in the house. We've got, uh, sometimes drums playing in the house. Music is a big part of our family. Uh, when I can really just step away, I actually still do, um, some art. I just try to, to get my mind off of things because this is, uh, you know, this takes up a large chunk of your day, but, uh, but truthfully having five kids and my wife, uh, there's not a lot of free time in our lives. We're really hustling and bustling. Yeah. We're, you know, yeah. we're going from, uh, one side of Kansas city to the other for baseball, uh, during the season. Last year was a new experience for us just because, um, with me being with the major league club, that was so different, but I love to travel. We've always loved to travel. I love being in different cities and uh, I'm a foodie, so I enjoy cooking and you know, spring training out here in Arizona. I, I literally, I'm not going to go out. I, I I will not go out to eat. I'm going to cook literally every meal here. So, um, yeah, this is that's kind of truthfully my life. Uh, spring training is really boring for a lot of people because, you know, I'm in bed at 830 at night and up at 430 in the morning. And that's kind of how the schedule works out here. So not a lot of time to 
you know, go sightseeing, but um, when I can, I like to do it. And uh, where can our listeners find you on social media or where can they connect with you um, if they want to follow along? I've got to get better at this. I've been told by numerous uh, of my players now that uh, I've got to clean it up because I'm a stalker. It seems like on Twitter, I read a lot more than I than I write. <laughs> that sounds bad, but I'm always reading. So, uh, you know, I, I definitely use social media more from that standpoint. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm easy to find on Twitter. Alex Zumwalt, uh, I believe, is my handle on Twitter. Um, and then uh, we keep we keep Instagram private um, just for our family just to post pictures for family that we're kind of separated from. I haven't, I'm not a Facebooker, unfortunately. Um, I'm not, my kids uh, have definitely exposed me to the other social medias and I'm just going to kind of stick with, um, with Twitter for now. So, um, but yeah, I got it. I definitely, I've got to do a better job. I'm not, I just, you know, when people ask to talk, I'll talk, but I'm not right. one to post things. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And at Alec underscore zoom wall is uh, the Twitter handle there uh, for our listeners. And uh, bonus question, uh, as I close it out, um, if you didn't notice, there's a big game on Sunday, I think. there's a, I think the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, I want to say. Uh, there's a hometown yeah. team, I believe. <laughs> They're the stadium right yeah. next to the Royals. Uh, so uh, do you got a prediction for Sunday? Do you, do, you, do you like the Chiefs to win? Well, I mean, they're, they're the guy that plays quarterback. Last time I checked, he's one of our owners. So I definitely <laughs> need to make sure I know where the bills are being paid from. Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, Chiefs, that's something I had no idea. When we moved to Kansas City, I had no clue how um, how crazy it is. Uh, you know, they, their fans are unbelievable. Um, sorry, but being in North Carolina, <laughs> that was not what we had uh, when the Panthers came to town. But, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good one. Um, my boss is actually a huge Eagles fan. And so it's, it's definitely, um, you know, Hey, look, I really have no dog in the fight, but sure. I'm, I'm, dog, I'm pulling for KC. So of no course, doubt. of course. Well, uh, as I said at the top, my guest today has been Kansas city Royals, uh, hitting coach, Alex Zumwalt, former baseball standout at East Forsyth class of 1999, Alec, best of luck, uh, in the rest of spring training. And as 2023 gets underway with the Royals and thanks for coming on today here on try it all star. All right. Thank you. Welcome to Triad All-Stars. Where are they now? Hosted by Ryan Smith. Hello and welcome back here on Triad All-Stars. My name is Ryan Smith and today we are in another series uh, starting with East Forsyth, current and former head coach and players uh, on this podcast. And uh, my guest today, currently the head golf coach and head basketball coach at East Forsyth High School. He is Coach Monty Gray. Coach, how are you? Doing well. Hope you're doing well. I am doing well. It's so good to have you on. Uh, let's just dive right in, Coach. So let's start with your background growing up in Winston-Salem. Talk to me about sports uh, and how that fit in growing up in Winston-Salem. Um, I mean, I was just like any other kid, you know, bad. Uh, wanted to get out of my parents' house as much as I could. They probably wanted me out. Uh, but I just grew up playing basketball and football, um, tiny Indians uh, back in the day and going over to the YMCA and playing. So I'm just an average kid getting in trouble and trying to find my way. And, and what sports did you play, you know, growing up? Uh, what what did you kind of venture into? 
Uh, actually, I started playing football first. I didn't fall in love with basketball probably until maybe seventh grade. But football, a little bit of soccer, a lot of tennis, and you know, eventually ended up playing basketball. Gotcha. And uh, we'll transition now to high school. Uh, as you said, uh, basketball, um, you grew up in Winston-Salem, made varsity as a freshman, and then you started your junior and senior year where you were all conference and all Northwest while at East Forsyth. Uh, talk about specifically your time at East Forsyth and um, kind of your legacy that you feel like you left there as a player. We'll get to the coaching part later, but um, what legacy do you feel like you left on as a player there and just overall your time uh, playing sports at East Forsyth? Well, East Forsyth back then, um, I was scared of high school, just to be honest with you. Um, and, you know, no, going into it, I really didn't know what to expect. Uh, I had an older sister that had graduated back in 85. And so, of course, I was able to kind of go to the football games, that sort of thing. But once I got to East Forsyth, I mean, it was kind of um, it was kind of weird. It was a weird time for me because nobody knew me. I was a freshman, you know, and so I had to kind of look up to a lot of the upperclassmen. Um, when I made varsity as a freshman, things started changing for the better for me. Um, you know, everybody kind of was kind of crazy about the fact that I made as a, as, a, as a freshman on varsity. But, you know, for me, you know, I wanted to play. And so, you know, it, it, it meant that I had to kind of humble myself and pay my dues before I actually got time on the court and I started contributing to my program. Um, the legacy uh, that I'd like to leave is would be just to stay in your zone, stay in your craft, work extremely hard on what you love, and good things will happen. Yeah, and speaking of those good things, uh, you graduate uh, East Forsyth High School, and then you go on to Winston-Salem State University where you uh, played for uh, Big House Gaines uh, there. Talk about your time uh, playing for him. Oh, Big House Games was amazing. Um, I did not know the big deal about Big House until after uh, actually our, uh, I finished playing. Um, and, I mean, you're talking about a legendary coach. You're talking about historical black college uh, standout. You're talking about someone who has changed the culture. Um, he was awesome. Um, he was old school. But the thing I, I really liked about him was that even though he was – in his senior days, he was still smart and, and very uh, quick with his response to how life is going, how things are going around in the society. And he was like a, a second father to me when I was on campus. So, you know, Coach Gaines was always a mentor and, a, and someone I always could kind of go to. But I enjoyed my time with Seven State. I had a great time there um, playing for the CIAA, going to uh, the different tournaments and winning yeah. games join it it was awesome and then uh post graduation uh, with college um you then kind of transition into your coaching and teaching career in 1998 but before i just list your stops uh, for our listeners how did you exactly become a coach <laughs> how, how did that come about that goes back to uh my old mentor my first mentor donnie holt donnie holt was my head coach at the time at east Forsyth, and he was the one actually um uh, picked me to be on varsity as a freshman. And I kind of just, I just like what coach stood for. I like the way that he kind of instilled things into our team. And, you know, I, that was my mentor. I looked up to him. And so when I was trying to think about uh, a career path, I was like, I want to be like coach Holt. 
because all the time they invested in our program and, and to the kids, that's what I wanted to do. And so that's how I, I honestly got into coaching. And uh, just for the listeners, I'll list a little bit of your stops here. Um, starting in 1998, um, you coached Mount Tabor, and then uh, you were the JV head coach and assistant for seven years there under Andy Muse. Then R.J. Reynolds as well to coach the girls team for three years. Uh, you had Whitney Knight there. She was an All-American uh, during her time there. Uh, you went to Glenn High School, spent six years there, changing that culture, shifting um, there. And then when you went back to school for your admin degree, you were actually at Lexington Middle School. Uh, you were an assistant principal there for three years. And yes. um, finally, you then uh, transitioned, uh, COVID hit, um, and then Versyth, um, head girls coach there as well, coaching the boys team uh, as well for three years. And then after COVID, you returned to East Versyth. Uh, to coach uh, where your sons actually go uh, as well. So um, as I said at the top, you were the golf coach and basketball coach here at East Forsyth now. So uh, talk about coaching both of those teams and your current stop now at East Forsyth and and just kind of um, what that means today. Um, A lot of stops, a lot of stops. I made a lot of great relationships everywhere I went. Um, My biggest thing was I didn't want to feel stagnant in wherever I was, whatever school, and so, you know, that was the one of the reasons for all the moves. Um, now I am at I'm home. So I'm hopeful this will be the last stop in terms of my coaching career. Um, the the role that I play right now, I'm a graduation coach at the school, so I work with administrators and also uh, student services. So I'm kind of a hybrid, but in all, what I'm doing right now is what I've always wanted to do, and that's to continue to coach basketball, be involved in our students. And, and, you know, and try to give back to our community. So it, it's it's I'm living the dream right now, as they always say, yeah. uh, being well, so many things for the place where I started at each society. Yeah, um, we'll circle back around to, uh, to the coaching in a second. Um, when you're not coaching uh, golf or basketball, when you're just hanging out, what, what do you like to do for fun? What are some of your hobbies that you enjoy? Netflix, of course. Of right? course, yes. My wife and I will sometimes take a Saturday or Sunday evening and kind of find out what's the trending thing on Netflix. And we just sit back, relax. Uh, we do a lot of cooking here at the house. And so I'm not saying I'm a cook, but I definitely enjoy <laughs> eating. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, just relaxing for the most part. Whenever the, 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 the weather is able to be, be really nice, I usually try to go out and play a quick nine. Um, over by uh, Pine Knolls, over here by my house. So that's what I do. Not a whole lot, just relax. Food and golf. I, I see a, a sense of pattern there. <laughs> <laughs> um, as we wind down here, uh, where can our listeners find you on social media? Where can they connect with you to follow along? Um, on my IG, I'm greatness underscore vote. Um, on Twitter, you can go to uh, East Forsyth Men's Basketball. Um, I'm on uh, Facebook. I'm sure the listeners are probably not Facebook users, but uh, if you are a Facebook user, uh, the grayness one, and that's G-R-A-Y-N-E-S one. Um, and I, I haven't gotten into the TikTok yet, but w- <laughs> when I do, I definitely let you know. <laughs> uh, well, for the record, I'm not on the TikTok is either as well. So that's a new one for, for a lot of people. Um, going back, uh, my last couple of questions are all about um, the coaching stops and specifically obviously back to East Forsyth. Um, do you have a coaching style? Do, do you feel like uh, players or coaches that you've uh, coached with, do you have a coaching style? Um, you know, I'd like to say I do. 
Uh, but I know 15 years ago, I coached very different from when I started out. And that's just because society and the community and, you know, the world has changed since over the last 15 years. So I, I feel like you have to be a lot more understanding. You have to be a little bit more lenient than you than you normally would, um, you know, going back then. Um, you have to be a player's coach. You have to understand your players. You got to be able to uplift your players. But at the same time, you got to deliver, you know, some tough love uh, when, when needed. Um, of course, like any other coach, you like to run. You like to pressure. Uh, you want to play team basketball. You want your players to play for each other. Um, I try to do a little bit of both. Um, you know, my staff was probably helps supplement my coaching abilities because, you know, some days I got to be the, the the bad cop and, you know, my staff can turn around and always be the group that's encouraging and trying to uplift our guys. But it's just subject to change. Um, I would say that, you know, I've kind of tried to figure I've I've tried to figure out the best way to teach our kids and by the most part, and that's just looking at their needs and trying to just push what buttons to so that it can make them feel successful and make them feel empowered to do great things. Uh, awesome. Well said. And um, as we are in the middle of basketball season and then spring uh, coming up shortly for golf season, uh, give us a, just a very quick uh, snapshot of uh, your current basketball team this year and, and what how the season's going and then a quick preview for golf and what you're looking forward to the spring. Okay. Um, well, first, let me tell you about golf. I, I kind of stepped back from golf this year because I wanted to spend more time with my son. My son okay. uh, will be yeah, so I took a step back. The, the head coach for the golf team will be Anthony Santiago, good friend of mine. I've known him for what for years. Um, but going back to uh, our snapshot of our season, uh, we are currently seventeen and six. Uh, we were we're actually um, third right now in our conference. Uh, we just took a tough loss to a very good West Side team on yeah. Friday. Um, but I mean, I like where we are right now. Uh, we're gonna have a game a game tomorrow versus Glenn. Um, tomorrow night at seven and we'll have two games, uh, well actually three, hopefully. And then when the conference championship will be over at Mount Tabor, yep. um, it's been a fun year. Uh, of course, I said, my son plays for me. My other son is a junior. He'll be coming back. A uh, great group of guys that have a, a deep bench. Uh, we have about nine seniors on our team. So it, it's definitely been fun, but we are looking forward to hopefully strength, strengthening and lengthening our, uh, our season as we keep moving forward. Well, as you heard him, you can check out uh, the mids golf team this spring under coach Anthony. Uh, we'll look forward to uh, seeing what they do this year. And uh, as the basketball season winds down conference championships, state uh, playoffs, eventually as well, we'll certainly be watching uh, carefully coach. Uh, thank you for your time today. Thank you for uh, coming on. Uh, try it all stars. As I said at the top, my guest today has been coach Monty gray, head basketball coach at East Forsyth High School um, class uh, back in the day of also an athlete here at East Forsyth and has done so many great things, not only as a player, but as a coach and then as a man in that community. Coach, thank you for coming on today at Triad All-Stars and uh, best of luck the rest of the season. Absolutely. And thank you for what you do for our sports, for our young men and women in our area. Thank you.